Tune into the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Shout out to all of our sponsors, everybody from Par Hopper Golf Apparel to Derm Dude, Nobles Networking, Drizzly, uh, and our management company, Red Circle. This show is going to be very weird. We've never done a show like this before. It's actually going to probably be awkward, to be honest with you. Uh, This is like what you probably would call like a beta show. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I have spent uh, a lot of time trying to figure out new things for us to do to make us, you know, the new kids on the block. To make things, you know, just a little more awkward. To make us stand out. To make us, you know, the best that there is. The best there was. The best there ever will be. And uh, even though it is a uh, a Brett the Hitman Hart reference, uh, I just want to say rest in peace, Scott Hall. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a huge wrestling fanatic, and uh, Scott Hall passed away, and that is very, very sad. I have an NWO belt in my studio, and if it wasn't for Scott Hall, there wouldn't be an NWO. Um, the show tonight is going to be the first of its kind. I do not know another podcast that does what I'm about to do. I'm about to take what is probably one of the best things in radio and mix it with podcasting. Radio is real fucking awesome for just the fact that it lets the listener get involved. Podcasting doesn't have that. Well, I have found the way to where the listener can get involved. So tonight on the show, we're fixing to let the listener get involved. We have took eight people from TikTok that have been in our lives tonight. And uh, not lives, but lives. Uh, Y'all are probably thinking I'm saying life. But I'm saying lives, like they've hung out and bullshitted while I was drinking and doing raffle tickets. By the way, we have to sell, uh, it is uh, Wednesday morning, I have to sell 15 raffle tickets for the sponsors, not to be mad at me. So please buy a raffle ticket right now. If you don't know how to buy a raffle ticket, hit me up on Instagram and Snapchat right now at JLTerry87 for the 2003 Toyota Tacoma before I head to Nashville. Uh, we have to sell at least 15 more. I'm going to be in a whole lot of shit um, <laughs> before I head to Nashville. Um, anyway, um, we're going to do something real weird. There are going to be people that are going to ask random-ass questions. They're going to ask my opinions. You guys are fixing to hear it first fucking hand. I have no idea what these people are going to ask, but I have a buzz. I'm going to ex- answer them honestly. So, If this goes good, I'm going to need you guys to give me your honest opinion. So please, also, I just gave you my Instagram and my Snapchat, JLTerry87, on both of those. Let me know if this episode works for you. this episode doesn't, tell me. We won't do it again. If it does, then I want you guys to catch me on TikTok or whatever. Send your videos in. And uh, I want to... Hear from y'all next time. So, let's kick it off. Let's hear from the first guest. And uh, let's see what they've got to say. Hey, my name is Brooke Diamond. I'm from Flint, Michigan. And I listen to the Josh Cherry Podcast. Um, My question for you, Josh. What is the 
best advice somebody has ever given you that you live by, that you remember throughout tough times, when you're giving advice to somebody, what is that one piece of advice that has always stuck with you that you would share with me? Thank you. Can't wait to hear from you. Well, thank you, Ms. Brooklyn. Uh, I'll be honest with you. This is a very, very weird story. Uh, at one point in time of my life, I was, uh, I was a very big piece of shit and, uh, I was locked up. Uh, I think I was 18 or 19 years old and I was at a rehab detention center and, um, my mother, who I do not have a very good relationship with, sent me a story and the story that she had sent me was of, uh, this donkey. This donkey had fell into this well. It was an old fable, like it was related to the Bible. And uh, it was where this donkey had fell down to this well. And when the donkey got down to the bottom of the well, it was already feeble before it fell down there. And like nobody gave a shit about the donkey. And I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. But nobody gave a shit about the donkey. And it was down there, and the donkey was treading water and it was pretty much donkey could have just gave up and died and it was weak and feeble but the donkey decided that hey look I'm not ready to die yet like I'm not ready to give up so the donkey started clawing at the walls like it started clawing at the bricks on the side of the well and when it did it started tearing the well down brick by brick by brick. Well, when it started doing that, the donkey started like gaining strength. And what happened was as the wall started coming down and it started building a platform for the donkey to get out of the well, the donkey became stronger. And by the time the donkey got to the top of the well, it was just, a completely different animal. And by the time it got out of the well, the donkey was what no one ever saw it was going to be. And I remember to this day, like me sitting in this rehab detention center as a 18, 19, 20 year old kid, whatever I was. And I remember that story. And for some reason it has stuck with me forever. And it just was the fact that, you know, you you're you might be a piece of shit. You might be like just feeble. You might just be weak or whatever. You might be at the bottom of a well, but as long as you fight and as long as you just don't give up and as long as you just keep going and you just really just keep fighting, you can be what you want to be. And that story, for whatever reason, it it really changed my life. And whether it was advice or whatever it was, uh, just a fable, it, it, it literally stayed with me. And whatever has happened in my life since then, I've always reverted back to it. And it's always made me feel like it doesn't matter where I'm at. I know that if I fight back and I keep moving forward and I keep fighting, then I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be better off moving forward and I'm going to be tougher and I'll be a better person. I'll be a better man as long as I don't drown and I don't give up. All right, let's see who is next. Hello, my name is Casey. I'm from Oklahoma, and I love your podcast. And I was just wondering, um, when are you going to marry me? <laughs> no, but on a serious note, what keeps you motivated? I always see you being and hear you being so motivated, and I just I can't keep motivation. I was wondering, what keeps you motivated in life? Well, thank you, Miss Casey. I very much appreciate that. Um, I just don't think there's another option. I think that you're either motivated or you're just like choosing to fail. Uh, 
in my mind is, you know, I'm a, I'm a lazy piece of shit. I'm not going to lie to you. There's days that I don't want to get out of bed. There's days that I just don't want to do anything at all. Uh, excuse me. There's days that I just legit don't want to do anything. But a negative situation isn't improved by being negative. So a lot of people ask me that question a lot. But I really do believe, ma'am, that, you know, everybody that is listening to this, every single person that is around you, that is around me right now, everyone's dealing with their own negative shit. No one has ever, ever, ever made a negative situation better by being negative. Why not just be positive? You know, uh, if you're at least positive in a negative situation, at least you're counteractive. You know, it's, it's, at least you have a chance to change the tides. There's been a whole lot of times that just my attitude, just my attitude in a situation has kind of changed the results of what was going on. Now, I still probably didn't get the results that I wanted, but you know what? Shit's going to happen how it's going to happen. But if you know you're already going to get a negative outcome, then just be positive about the negative outcome. There's nothing you can do sometimes. People literally ask me what you just said all the time. And I really, really, really fucking try to beat this in their head. We can't change the rest of the world, but we can change our mindset. We can push the fact that I can make my life better. I can make my friends' lives better. I can make my family's life better if I just help them understand that we can have better days if we're just positive. I just had to have the conversation with Gracie today to where we were doing some stuff at the studio. And I was trying to help her understand that even when we fail, if we have a positive mindset when we fail, you don't fail. It's, it's not a failure. It's a learning experience. There's too many people that take failure and they treat it as, oh, this is the worst thing ever. No, 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 no. It's not, that's not the case. That is somebody who has a negative mindset. Failure is only failure for negative people. If you're a positive person, failure is just a learning experience if you're a positive person. Like it's a stepping stone. That is how I view like a loss or anything else in life. Like if I lose something, I literally look at it now and I did not, this was something I had to learn. All you have to do is understand that you're not going to win at every situation in life. You either can view it as a failure or you can view it as a learning experience. Which one makes you feel better? Which one makes you feel more positive? Which one makes you understand, hey, don't do it this way? I understood that a long time ago, and that is how I live my life now. And I wish that's the way a lot more people would see it. Don't get upset when you lose. Just understand, don't do it that way again. That's all you have to do. You just have to have a different mindset. When people say glass half empty or glass half full, it's literally a different mindset. So when you say, why am I so optimistic about stuff? It's I don't see the world in a way to when I fail that I fail. I learn from when I don't succeed and then I succeed from my failures, if that makes sense. So thank you very much. And uh, hey, that's a great fucking question.
Let's see what's next. Hey, my name is Tony. I run Music Crush Monday from Lawrenceville, Georgia. And I listen to the Josh Terry podcast. Josh, I got one question for you. Do you like sex toys? Well, goddamn, Tony. Let's dive off in this motherfucker one time. <laughs> By the way, Tony sent two questions in, and this was the better of the two. Um... <laughs> By the way, y'all go look my dude up right here. Uh, he's got an Instagram and everything. It's, uh, what was it, Music Crush Monday or whatever? He said my buddy like Justin Dukes and several of my friends on, um, on his stuff. He's actually a really nice guy. Uh, so please go look him up. I'm just kind of intoxicated right now, so I'm going to fuck his stuff up. But uh, he's actually like a genuinely really nice guy. Um, but why he's asking me about sex toys, I don't know. Uh, I do not. Tony, I do I do not. Uh, it's very weird that you're asking me about that, but I like weird. I'm not going to lie to you, bud. Um, women ask me about that. Uh, you're the first guy that has ever asked me about that. You know the sex toy I like? It's called my right hand. Uh, me and Pedro have got along for a very long time with just righty and... Uh, and that, if you don't know what righty it is, uh, righty is literally my right hand. Um, I've never needed a sex toy. Uh, I don't mind, I guess, watching women with them. But uh, as far as me, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. There's a, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you, yeah. You know, this is what's going to be good about this. If this shit works... If the listener likes this shit, if you guys like this, this is going to open stuff up for real good discussions because I don't know what men like for as sex toys because I know there's these things called fleshlights and I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm not buying nothing like that. I'll tell you why. Because I've had sex with women. And I'm not buying anything <laughs> that, that is it. Because uh, uh, I've had sex with a woman. No offense. Because uh, I know some of y'all might not have. Uh, but I'm not buying anything called a fleshlight. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But I also I also am uh, not going to a strip club anymore either. Unless like I go with somebody I'm dating if, like, the girl I'm dating wants to go to a strip club, that's cool. But otherwise, I don't give a shit about going to a strip club because I'm not paying to see something I can't touch. And I damn sure am not buying something that is a fake vagina. So, uh, Tony, I'll go ahead and tell you, bud, I love what you do. I think you're, uh, I think you're, I think you're a good guy. But uh, sex toys, they're not for me. Um, but also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the real thing. I just like the real thing. And if I'm going through a dry spell and I'm not getting the real thing, oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to spit in all righty-tighty and uh, I'm going to do what I got to do. Then I'm going to eat a sandwich and I'm going to take a nap. So um, I have no idea what the fucking next question is, but if it's anything like this one, I'm, uh, I'm liable not to do this again. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, y'all make sure you follow this guy uh, in his uh, in his show on Instagram and all his shit. This guy's a solid guy, and he promotes a lot of my buddies. So, um, solid fucking dude. So, let's see what's next. My name's Julia. I'm from North Carolina, and I'm obsessed with the Josh Terry podcast. I know, Josh, you said that you're not looking to date, but if someone falls into your lap, I know you have Gracie to think about. So... It's important to like dig deeper into a person when you are into somebody and you do think you want to date them. Like, what kind of values and stuff do they have to have to make the cut to date you? Like, what do you look for? Like, I'm a single mom myself and like dating is a fucking bitch. So, give me all the pointers. Oh, sweetheart, there's no fucking pointers, there's no preferences. Uh, 
It's literally to each their own. Um, I really don't want to tell you. It's when you find the person or the fucking people you're supposed to be around, you'll fucking know. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a weird person when it comes to relationships anyway, because I've gone 34 years without getting married and I've just been blessed to the relationships I've been in have been really good learning experiences or have been very good co-parenting relationships. And, um, I just, I've, I've learned so much, but I'm a hopeless romantic too at the same time. Like, I just know what I want. Like, I, I really fucking do. And I think that's the, I think that's the, like the biggest fucking point you can learn from all of it is knowing what you want. So it's just realizing what you need, I guess is what I'm trying to say is identify what you actually, what it's very hard for anybody to say this because I have no idea what you need, ma'am. I have absolutely no idea what you need. I know what I need. I need somebody that can match my energy. I need somebody, you know, you have a lot of people to say they need like the yin to the yang or whatever. I don't. I don't need the yin to the yang. I need somebody that is literally me. I used to didn't think I needed that. I used to think I needed somebody that was the opposite of me. Um, and like when you said like I'm not looking to date. I've had this conversation multiple times here lately. There's nothing more I want than to date. Like, there's nothing more I want than to settle down. I am ready for it. Like, I'm 34 years old. I'm not getting any younger. This pig ain't getting no fucking better looking. I ain't fucking getting any better at what I do. I'm already a hopeless romantic as it is. Like, I know what I want in this world. Like, I've already done fucked up a couple times and thought I found it. And I just know what I want. And I think that's what I want everybody to find. So the best advice I can give you, ma'am, is when you think you find it, be honest with yourself about it. Pursue it. I'm in a situation, kind of, that I'm acknowledging it, but I don't know if it's good for me or not. I just know that it's there, and I'm like, hey, I see you. How are you doing? But at the same time, if you're not paying me attention, I got to kind of be careful and I think that's how all of us got to be. So, first off, your kids have got to come first. Your kids have always got to come first. But then you have to find your happiness. So, when you ask me like any tips or whatever on it, it's find your happiness. Because when you find your happiness and you find what works for you, Everything else is going to fucking fall into place. It's puzzle pieces that just match up. I recently think I've kind of found some, pu some puzzle pieces. But if those puzzle pieces don't line up, then I know. There's this meme. As stupid as this is going to sound to any of y'all. Y'all look up. If you did not hear the episode between me and Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. Y'all look up. There's a meme. Look up the Jesus teddy bear meme. And um, it's just something I live by. And it is uh, something that has helped me a lot lately. And ma'am, I hope it really, really helps you. It is uh, the Jesus teddy bear meme. And it's where this little girl has got a little, little teddy bear in her hand. And uh, she's handing it over to Jesus. But behind Jesus' back, he's got a big-ass teddy bear. And what the little kid don't understand is, hey, if you turn this little gift over to Jesus, he's got a way better, bigger teddy bear behind his back. 
And that's what a bunch of us don't understand when it comes to relationships and other stuff. But right now we're talking about relationships. Like I've had to learn that. I think a lot of us have to learn that too. Um, and lately it's been hard for me because this has been hard for me lately. But I hope that you get that, ma'am. And it's uh, you just got to get it through your head. I'm a helpless romantic, though. And it's some stuff just, I'm hard-headed. And the question that you ask, you want any tips or whatever, is follow your heart, but also pay attention to the signs around you. And just don't ignore just don't ignore what's actually happening. Walk by blind faith and just kind of realize, you know, maybe some things are happening for a reason and don't get discouraged if stuff don't happen the way you want it to happen. And just kind of understand that maybe if it doesn't happen the way you want it to, that it's going to turn out way better if you just go with the flow. I have no idea what the next question is, but if I keep drinking whiskey and answering these questions, we're going to be in a world full of fucking trouble. What the fuck is next? Hey, my name is Gil. This is Nova. We like the Josh Terry show. You should go check him out. We wanted to ask him what his thought about what's going on with Russia is. Well, goddamn, I'm glad somebody asked me something political. Because y'all been and got my fat ass and my feelings over here. Uh, I'll be real with y'all. I really don't give a shit. We're going to end up going to World War Three, And uh, I'm too fat. I'm too out of shape. I can't fucking help nobody. Uh, I just really hope that nothing really fucking bad happens. I think all, all of us need to pray. And... Uh, I really don't fucking know. I really don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You know, there's a lot of biblical shit if you believe in that stuff. Um, I also think I've watched, watched, holy shit, Forrest Gump. Uh, I really think I've watched way too many documentaries as well that has said, uh, shit. <laughs> that this is like some Nostradamus shit. But... Now we're going to find out. I think it all plays out. I don't think this is World War III, to be honest with you. I think this is one of those trying times that uh, humanity, you're going to find out that there's good people in this world. I think that you're going to see an uprising of good folks. You're not going to see nuclear holocaust or anything like that, like, we're not there yet. Nobody wants to see the fucking world go up in flames. Nobody wants... There's too many folks that think that shit. Nobody just... Nobody wants to see the fucking world burn. There's... You know... I'm a big fucking nerd when it comes to comic books and shit like that. And, uh... You know, you go back to uh, The Dark Knight. I'm a big fucking... Anybody that is a comic book nerd, they have their own Batman, right? So, like, my Batman is either Michael Keaton or it's, uh... Or what the fuck is his name? Is, is it Christopher Nolan? I can't even remember. It's the fucking Dark Knight series. It's, uh... I can't remember because I'm drunk right now. But, uh, anyway, it's the line in the... Wherever the Joker is. Like, Heath Ledger's fucking Batman series to where it's uh, some people just want to see the world burn, right? We're not there. Like, Vladimir Putin doesn't want to see the fucking world burn. Like, I do not like Joe Biden, but he doesn't want to see the world burn. China doesn't want to see the fucking world burn. Nobody is ready to see the fucking world burn yet. Nobody is ready to see it over with just because they think their beliefs are better than somebody else's yet. That is not where we're at yet. Too many people think that they are. You know why? Because there's too many entitled fucks out there. That's not where we're at yet. Like, yes, I get why people think that, but we're not there. 
Um, so when people ask me my beliefs on what's going on between the Ukraine and Russia and even like China joining and that shit yet, we're not there. We're not there. Now, if you want us to, if you want me to get scared, let China join that shit. Let China say, okay, we're there. Then let North Korea join it. And then we're fucked. Then you let all your husbands, let all your boyfriends, let all of us join in. And then it's World War Three, and then we're fucked. But I don't think we're there. I don't think it's that day and age. Because I think that we all understand nobody wants to get nuked. Nobody's ready for the world to end. We're not fucking there. So, ma'am, I don't understand because you're just holding that beautiful little youngin. Uh, why you asked that question? I don't know why you asked that. It seems like some somebody else would have asked that question, but hey, teach their own. Um, so, <laughs> what the fuck is next? This is wild. Uh, fuck it. Let's see what's going on next. My name is Crystal, and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and I love the Josh Terry show. <laughs> My question is, is, do you feel so negatively about relationships? <laughs> Cut five. I don't. I feel negatively about fucking people. Uh, <laughs> by the way, fucking love Fort Worth. I love all you goddamn cowgirls. I don't even know if you're a fucking cowgirl. Uh, y'all can't see the videos that people send me, but... uh. Let me tell you, I just saw this woman, and if you don't know how I feel about Texas women, uh, I have found out recently that not only do I love Texas women, I love Kentucky women. Um, I'm just smitten, and smitten by certain women I'm just smitten by, and I don't know fucking why. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm not. Uh, I want to be in a relationship more than anything. I really, really fucking do. I'm just not pushing it. I really, really am just not in a rush. I think I've gone 34 years of my life. I've never been married. And I just don't see the need at this point of my life of putting any more haste on it. Like, let's just let it happen when it happens. And, you know... I've been hurt just like every one of you been hurt. I'm not jaded on the shit anymore. Um, every one of my exes that I've ever been mad at, I'm not mad at any of them anymore. Like, for those who don't know, I even have another daughter in Alabama. And uh, I'm not mad at her mother anymore. Like, that situation is going to play out. And when it plays out, uh, I'm going to be very happy. Um, I'm very happy for her mother um, and her mother's husband. That just situation is a very weird situation. But you know, if you'd asked me that five years ago, I fucking wanted hellfire and brimstone for them, but it's called growth. Um, and I was jaded when it came to a relationship back then. I'm not jaded anymore. It's I believe in growth, and that's what it takes now for me. So when you ask me, you know, do I want a relationship or, you know, do I believe in them? I absolutely do. Uh, I want it more than anything. I just don't believe in rushing it. I believe in taking your time. I believe in getting to know somebody. I also believe in passion. I believe in passion is what makes the world go round. I mean, everybody that's listening to this, if, you know, hopefully you're all above the fucking age of 21 or 18 at least. And, uh, you know, we've all had our hookups. We've all had those moments to where, you know, we have one-night stands. You know, I'm 34. I'm tired of those fucking moments. You know, I'm tired of just getting laid. I want those special fucking, I want those special moments. I think what fucked me up is when my, my grandpa, and I think I've talked about this a couple times now, my grandpa passed away at Christmas time. Um, Christmas morning, my papa, and uh, at his funeral, like you saw all these pictures of him and my mima, and it really fucked me up because I realized at that moment, I just wanted that. I think I always knew that that's what I wanted, but I didn't realize how bad I wanted it until then. 
And now I know that that's what I wanted. Now I know that that's what I want. Excuse me. And I'm just kind of fucked from it. So when you ask me that question, ma'am, like, that's what I'm searching for. So I'm just tired of the, all the, the rhetoric and all the bullshit. Like, I know what I want in this life and I'm cool with the dating. I'm cool with the fun and all that stuff, but I'm searching for passion and I'm just not settling. I'm not settling for any more stupid ass questions. So, uh, that was not a stupid ass question. And, uh, I'm kind of scared to see what's next. Hi, my name is Ashley. I'm from East Tennessee and I love the Josh Terry podcast. So I have a question. If your life was a novel, what would the title be? And how would your story end? Holy shit, I don't want to (laughs) know. Oh, that's a fucking amazing question. Uh, I know I've talked about it several times on the show. I'm a uh, I'm a person who believes in the like the like the journey, not the destination. Um, as far as what would my what would my fucking story be called? It would be called my saving grace. Everything in my life is going to always revert back to Gracie. Like, there's there's just nothing else it can be called. I mean, it's it literally has to be. Like, it's either my saving grace or or whatever it, it is. It has to have it it literally has to do with grace. Whether it's God's grace or my saving grace or just raising grace or just Gracie. Gracie Terry. Like, I don't care what it is. It's amazing grace. Like, my life is one big story of God's grace. And I literally have a walking trophy, or whatever you want to say, that is almost 11 years old, that every day I get reminded of that. I just... I don't know what I would call it. And as far as, you know, how my story plays out, I don't want to know. You know, some some people want to know how their story ends or, you know, where it goes. I literally don't. I I don't. I I think it takes away. I think it takes away from the journey. I think too many people get caught up in the destination. I really do. I quit worrying about the destination a long time ago. If you worry about the destination too much, you kind of miss all the beautiful fucking things of the journey. You know, it's there's a lot of us that are struggling. There's a lot of us that are, you know, you don't know what path you're on. You don't. You don't get it. You don't know why. How many of y'all, this is, if you're not from Georgia, you're probably not going to get this. You're really not. How many of y'all have been walking up and down River Street in Savannah and that stupid ass cobblestone or that whatever you want to call it? And you're like, this is just the fucking worst. This is the worst shit ever that you've ever walked on in your life. But you had the best time of your life walking on that shit, right? And you think about it later on and you're like, yeah, that was horrible that night. And I hated walking on that shit. But you had a time of your life, right? That's that's how I view a lot of things in my life. It's I don't ever think about the destination anymore. Like I just think about the journey. I think about the day-to-day. And I really do like your question, though. I I dig your question. But I just don't get tied up in the journey. Or, excuse me, I don't get tied up in the destination anymore. 
Because once you get to the destination, don't isn't it kind of over? You know what? What happens when you get there? Isn't you know what? What happens? I like the I kind of like the process. That but that's me. Some of y'all just want to work towards the process, and I don't. I don't knock any of y'all for that. That's fine. You know, I don't, I'm not mad at anybody about that. But for me, I kind of love, I love the process. I love the, I love the struggle. If you've ever heard me talk about my musician buddies, I love a struggling musician. I love the people that know that what they're doing might not pay the bills tomorrow, but they're following their dreams and they're fucking pushing forward, knowing that what they're doing might not necessarily pay the bills, but maybe one day it leaves a legacy. And in my mind, that's what I'm doing, is maybe I'm paving the road for something else. And to me, that's, I don't know, that's more special. That's, That's being more caught up in the process and the destination. So when you ask me that question, you know, it's, I, I, I can't name it. I can't, I can't name it. And I'm not, I don't know where the end of it is. I don't know where the end of it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Of course I want to be rich, <laughs> but I would rather help a whole fucking lot of people. I would rather a whole lot of people realize it's more about your happiness. It's more about, people you love it's more about making a difference it's more about the mark you leave behind it's it's about what you mean to other people it's about what the fuck you are then you know there's a just a fucking johnny paycheck song it's called outlaw's prayer that you know if i don't make it home tonight or however you want to look at it outlaw's prayer is the song for my funeral and it's, there's a line in that song that's a man is judged by what's in his heart, not his bank account. And there's so many lines in that song that you could use for me. But it literally is me. And pretty much what the song just boils down to is it's legacy. It's, it's who you are. It's not what you are. It's the person you are. It's not what you have. And I would rather be me and who I am, not what I have. So when you ask me that question, it's like, I don't know. I'm a very deep fucking weird person. But I would rather be a deep weird person than be able to answer that question, I guess. Woo. I didn't realize when we started doing this, I was going to go off the deep end. So... (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> I sure hope these last couple questions or this last one is fucking way easier. Hey, great fucking question, though. Hey, y'all. It's me, Terry. Just want to tell you, if you're not listening to the Josh Terry podcast, you need to go listen to it. All right, all right, all right. And my question for Mr. Josh Terry is, how do you think you're going to survive those teenage years with that little girl of yours? Because I'm not making it over here. We got four. We ain't making it. We ain't making it. Let me know what your plan is. Well, first off, you can shut the fuck up because that baby ain't there yet. Uh, I about had to kick her ass today. Um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm able to cry. <laughs> she's going to break my heart because she's my best friend. Uh. I know it's going to happen. We all know what happens when girls turn into teenagers. Uh, it's the scariest thing I think I've ever going to go through, folks. Um, I've been scared of a lot of things in my life, but I, I don't think I've ever been as scared of anything as me thinking that she's going to turn into a teenager and her not loving me. Oh, shit, I'm scared, sad, fucking liquor, and, uh, ugh. 
Now, we literally got into it today. We, get, we literally got into it today. Um, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Um, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Uh, all I can think about is uh, I just got to show her respect. I got to, uh, I just got to be a good man to her. I just got to be a good daddy to her. And um, fuck, it's probably not going to be good enough because uh, all of us got to remember our hormones fucking suck at that time of our life. She probably can't control some of the things she's going to say. And I also can't control the fact that I'm a complete fucking asshole. And she can't control that her mama is also a complete fucking asshole. And she is not going to be able to control that she's a complete fucking asshole. So you take the genetics from her mom being an asshole, me being an asshole, and then her hormones making her a complete asshole. Three different assholes combining into a mega asshole. It's like Optimus asshole. And there, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, regardless, I think what I have to do is just constantly remind her that I love her. And I have to just shower with love. It's, it's probably at times it's going to break my heart the way that she treats me. Um, it's probably going to break my heart at times the way that I have to treat her. I don't, I don't want to think about it. I'm not ready for it because, uh, when I tell y'all that like Gracie is literally my everything, uh, one of the first questions I got asked, like, was like on the show tonight with, I can't remember what exactly what it was, but, um, when I was, locked up when I was young, I remember telling somebody was, uh, the only thing that ever made a man of me was Gracie. Like the state of Georgia couldn't make a man of me, but a fucking child did. And that's what turned my whole life around was Gracie. And that's why like we named her Gracie. Like she is my saving grace. And that's why it's called raising grace studios. That's why everything I do is because of her. And so, like, you asking that question really makes me want to, like, uh, come punch you in the face. Not even going to lie to you. Um, first of all, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I've been drinking whiskey, and you got me thinking about my baby. And not only has she got to be here, like, in three hours because her mom has to have surgery today, uh, but now I'm just, like, sad because fucking reminded me that she's going to be 11 in a couple months and she's finna be a teenager and she's going to fucking hate me. She's going to be like, my dad doesn't want me to do this shit. So you can kiss my big fat ass now. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. I think we all have to do what we have to do to make our children love us. And I just want to remind her every day that the best I can do is just remind her that I love her. Her hormones are going to drive her fucking insane. They're going to drive me insane. Uh, but I got to be the best dad she can be. And that's what she deserves from me. So even when she's losing her fucking mind, I have to remember that she can't help it. A lot like a lot of people can't help their mental health. Uh, it's the same thing when people are going through puberty. They don't know what they're doing half the time. Those hormones, that chemical imbalance, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. They can't help their actions. You just have to be the bigger person, and you have to know that they don't know. And one day, one day, everything's going to come back together, and they're going to love you. They're going to say, I'm sorry. And the best thing to do is not to have stuck your foot so far in your fucking mouth that you can't pull it back out. Um, I think this was the last video. I think this is the last video. I'm going to pause this real fast just to make sure, but if it is, I'm going to say a little goodbye. And if it's not, I'll play a fucking other one. Yeah, I was right as the last one. I should have just kept going because I was getting sentimental and some of y'all are probably crying. And if you're not, then fuck you guys because eh, I did. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Anytime it comes up about Gracie, I get soft. And somewhere Cody Wiggins is laughing his fucking ass off, and uh, so is a couple more of my buddies because they know how sentimental I am. Uh, I'm just sensitive. I'm sensitive about certain things. And when it comes to my baby, I'm soft. Um, It's just the best thing in this world to me. Uh, Guys, I need to hear back from y'all on this episode. I don't really ask a lot of uh, input on a lot of episodes, but I need to know what y'all thought about this one. Just because we've never done this before. A lot of podcasts don't do this. This is more like traditional radio mixed with podcasts. So I need to know what you guys think. If this works, let me know. If this doesn't, let me know. If you hated it, let me know. Um, But anyway, guys, I love y'all. Thank you to each and everybody who participated with this. Uh, I had fun with this. Please go buy a raffle ticket right now. I have to go to bed, but I have to sell literally 15 more of these fucking tickets before I go to Nashville today. It is 2.04 in the morning. I have to leave to go to Nashville in like 12 hours. Okay. Uh, My Snapchat and my Instagram is JLTerry87. Please go buy one. It's $100, but we've already got our money back from the truck. Um, The rest of the money goes to Creative Vets. Please go buy. It's $100, but somebody's going to end up with a $100 truck. We're going to ship it to wherever in the United States. Um, Somebody's going to end up with a 2003 Toyota Tacoma. Go get it. Uh, Go buy a raffle ticket now. If you don't know how, just message me at JLTerry87 on Instagram or Snapchat. I'll tell you how to get one. And, uh, hey. It's got a three-inch lift, or excuse me, a six-inch lift sitting on 37s. It's four-wheel drive. It's a badass little truck. It's a great dirt road truck, work truck. It's a fun-ass vehicle. Um, I've got to sell, like, literally 15 more in the next 12 fucking hours. Or the sponsors of the show are going to be hot with me. Um, Anyway, I love you, cats. Thank you all for being the best part of this show. And please, 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 please let me know what you thought of this. If it works, say yay. If it doesn't, say please don't fucking ever do this again. Uh, Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I will catch y'all fucking later.